Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to Footballistically Arsenal. I am Boyd Hilton, a sidekick, a psychic Josh Landy is to my left. I am very much to your left today. What drink have you gone for today? It looks, uh, oh, Waitrose, Waitrose, still raspberry lemonade. Lovely. It is Scrumptious a... <laughs> summer, as it says on the front of it. How, how, can, a, how can an aid be still? Dan, these days, lemonade can be a still cloudy lemonade, yeah. Lemonade can be, I know it's yeah. odd, but lemonade, I think specifically lemonade. I just lemonade. think aid means bubbles. I think you're right, because yeah. if orangeade, you'd have to be sparkly, wouldn't it? Because otherwise it's orange so. squash. But there's no lemon squash. Or is there a lemon squash? I, no, yeah, I, think, I think lemonade, I think the tradition of lemonade, it can be either still or sparkly. I think it's fine. Anyway. Waitrose this might is, have mislabeled this. This is a Waitrose special for summer, as you pointed out. Yeah. The voice, more importantly, the voice you just heard was Dan Roebuck, uh, commentator, presenter. Well, just just commentator these days, and yes, I've managed to limp on for another year. So, <laughs> and and was just telling us before we started, yes. getting slightly damp at St James's Park. Yeah, can do, we, we we're sort of the press box at St James's Park is a bit odd. Um, it goes right down towards the uh, uh, touchline, and we were at three three rows back, which meant we got wet throughout the entire game. And three rows back from where? From the touchline. But, and, wow, and, that's but not also, a good vantage point to commentate. Not from. really. But no. I noticed that the, I noticed that while I was watching the, the match, I noticed that it was weirdly positioned. I thought, mm. oh, they're right there, like yeah. you know, because Arsenal they're kind of like set back, aren't they? On the yeah, east we, yeah, g- yeah, yeah, yeah. Generally, wherever you go, you're undercover. Yeah, but famously, the Newcastle ground, most of it's not covered properly, is it? It's like you get wet almost like wherever you, you sit. You can be if you're quite low down wherever you are. It's a bit of an odd one because there are two huge stands, and then the Gallagher end and the end opposite the press. 
uh, side, it, quite low down, and they wanted to build up. But I think there's a maybe a hospital or university on the other side, and, and listed. I don't know what the situation is, but they can't build up on that side. Otherwise, St James's Park could be bigger than the, what is it, fifty five thousand mm, capacity yeah. it is, which is slightly down on uh, yesterday because of there were empty protests. seats. Oh yeah, the protests. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we talk about that a bit. But so you you were getting rained on whilst yeah. commentating. Yes. So presumably there's electronic equipment yes, to enable was. you yeah. your 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 fine commentary to go out across the Arsenal airways. Yes. So were you not worried you didn't get frazzled a little bit in the throes of <laughs> commentating uh, on Obama Yang's goal? There was there was slight concern. I mean, it was sort of you, you, the, there is a perspex sheet that comes over your oh, equipment, but okay. the sort of the, the you know this is sideways. The, this rain. is the, well, yeah. this is the uh, northeast. Yes. In in August, so it's sideways. And it was windy, wasn't it? Incredibly course, windy you know, everywhere. It's, it's, it wasn't. Weekend. It wasn't ideal. Christ. Let's put it that way. You took your life in your hands. Yeah, a little. Bit. But I'm glad that's how far you'll go to uh, commentate. Well, 100%. Yeah. Were you suitably clothed? Had you, you prepared? I, I sort of half was. Uh, and my co-commentator, Rob, who, was, uh, who works for the website, he, he foolishly um, sort of thought, well, you know, came out of his house in, in the, the London region or just north of London where he lives and thought, well, this is fantastic. This is, this is summer. I'll just put my Arsenal, you know, uh, training top on. And, you know, he, he was underprepared. Rob, hello, Rob, if you're listening. Um, but, yeah, and we, we stepped off the train at, uh, at Newcastle and thought, crikey, and it just rained and rained and rained a yeah. bit more. Whereas, um, of course, our great leader, Unai Emery, had a very nice hooded mm, he um, Adidas top. Mm. And uh, can I just draw attention to my new Adidas uh, jacket? Oh, boys, you're on, uh, you're, you're on You're on trend. trend. Yeah. You're massively on How Have you walked into yeah. the Arsenal, the armory? To go and get no, that? I got it online. I bought it online. Okay. Um, it's, but the, he was wearing the hooded version of my... Of my You've got a non-hooded version. No, it's a non-hooded version, yeah. Mm. But I, th- I thought I was worried because he, was where he had the hood up for the whole... And I'm sure there were moments where it stopped raining. Maybe I'm wrong. Did no, it? no, it didn't. It, oh, ra- it rained okay. for the entire. In that case, I'm not even going to. But I, I was convinced some of the, let's call them the the kind of rabid anti Unai Emery army that's out there. They do exist. You know, really? we all know who they are. I'm not going to name names. They're out there, and I was convinced they were going to turn his use of you know wanted to not get wet and wearing it against him. Do you remember the famous Steve McLaren? Yes, I do. Yes, umbrella against umbrella Croatia. Gate. Yeah, yeah. 2007. I was thinking this could be Hoodgate right. because um, Steve Bruce wasn't wearing a hood. No, he wasn't. He braved the the rain. Yes, he did. But I didn't see. Uh, maybe because I've tried not. To, I've unfollowed quite a few of the more rabid Unai Emery haters because they really get on my nerves. But um, I didn't see any any kind of major attacks on him just for wearing a hood. But people are capable of it because people 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 mutual, look for anything. A mutual friend of my unbeds. I'm not going to name him. Slags Emery off for his hairstyle. <laughs> Doesn't it? You know what I mean. Anyway, I'm not sure. Okay, well I'll leave you it. You can there. tell gonna, me after. I'll tell you. Afterwards. It's just a wonder to see you come in here with an item of clothing that isn't supreme. I mean, it's, I know. it's absolutely amazing. First time ever. Your t-shirt is. It's it's pretty much supreme or Arsenal um, branded. That's those are is my that, two. Is that the only item you've got? The one you've got here. Uh, we can put item. a photo up. Of. We'll Arsenal. A photo it's my only. This of the season, new gun, of the, the new, new stuff. But I. But we we should say the third kit was unveiled today, which is. Fact, another triumph for Adidas because that's yeah. great as well. I, think is, all the, the, I mean, the kits are good. The kits are good, they're brilliant, good, aren't, aren't they? they? They're are really good. good. They are very good. Um, so yeah, I might get. Uh, we were talking about it on our on our WhatsApp group today. Dermo is very excited about the third kit. I think he's he's he may go full kit. <laughs> that's what he was full suggesting. Kit. Yeah, what socks as well? Well, could be. <laughs> I think we all like his five sides. Well, that, I mean, no, I'm hoping for the next Arsenal game we go to. If Dermo turns up 
in just the full Arsenal kit, including boots yeah. with studs on. Yeah, it would be great. He thought it was very funny. I turned up to the, what was the last final we got to? Like not the Europa, Europa League. No, the like domestic FA uh, Cup final. League, League Cup. League Cup, thank you. The, the um, I turned, Man City. Oh God, yeah. I just, turned up to that wearing shorts, wearing Arsenal shorts. You thought that was hilarious. You wore Arsenal shorts? Yeah, I mean, yeah. As in fine. like the match ones, not yeah, the match alternative ones. training no, kind the, of the, the, the Puma, then Puma do, do shorts. They have, it's fine. Do they have fine. pockets? Yeah, they have pockets. Yeah, they have pockets. Yeah. Do they? Yeah, those do. They, they don't all. They don't. Some of them do have pockets. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. Didn't realise they. Uh, I, mean, have I don't pockets. think you're supposed to keep anything in them if you're a player. No, I hope not. No. Get in the way. Had your keys get, or something. Get in the way. Your, your oyster card. Your <laughs> oyster card. Anyway, more where important. did you watch yesterday, Boyd? I of course watched it at my at my home on yep. my seventy eight incher, um, <laughs> HD four HD. It was looking resplendent, and I thought. Um, that was interesting. They had the great lineup of well, Gary Neville as usual, Jamie Carragher for the whole for the double bill. For our, our game was the taster, and then you had the Man Chelsea game, the hors d'oeuvre, the hors d'oeuvre. But they did have the great signing of Jose Mourinho. Now I do hate Jose Mourinho with a passion because he is a horrendous human being. Um, There's a however coming here. However, <laughs> he did. He was great value. He was fantastic value. Firstly, I mean we'll talk about Arsenal in a minute. But firstly, did you watch it? Did you watch it on? You, are you, you going to? No, no, I didn't okay. go. I was in the Cotswolds for the okay. weekend. So I watched it in a pub uh, in the Cotswolds. Are you going to say the line about who can win the title? I thought that was quite funny. He said in terms of who can win the title, yeah. Man City can win yeah. the title, Liverpool, Spurs, yeah. or Man City's TV. reserve team. Yeah, that was a good line. No, he, he started off by refusing to answer any questions. And, I, and I'm not, I tweeted about it. Like, I was like, did he really say that? So the poor host, who's, who's great, was like, so, you know, what do you think about this thing the Man United's doing, this thing Chelsea's doing. And he kept saying, like, you know, asking like what was going to happen in the game, what, how they were going to set up all that. He was like, I don't know. I just don't know. He just kept saying, I just don't know. And at one point he said, and the, and the presenter was going, oh. Yeah, like, well, what's the point you being here? Yeah, visibly <laughs> shocked and appalled. He kept saying, I just don't know. And then eventually he explained himself, but what he meant was, you know, the match hasn't happened yet. It's kind of like those people who come on this podcast refuse to give a prediction because obviously they are pointless. They don't know. So he was refusing to predict what either team, how either team was going to line up or how the game would go because I don't know yet because it hasn't happened. That was really funny. And then then once once they really, he kind of knuckled down and I think he kind of, maybe someone had a word in yeah. it saying, you've got to, you understood you've what the got to, you're being paid. paying you. <laughs> yeah. Vast, I'd like to know how much, I bet he's getting a massive amount of money. Um, and eventually he did, and he and he got, and he was brilliantly him, like so Jose. He sl- he was slagging off um, Chelsea for being weak and you know kind of flabby and tactically stupid. He was kind of criticising the team naive. selection, naivety. It was classic and and self-aggrandizing at the same time. The only person better to have seen would have been Arson. I would have loved to see him on on what the sort of sports. He does like the B, he in, does sports. B in sports. Why yeah. are they, they not one together? They, didn't they do the? Europa they did B in sports or, or yeah. something together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Right, yeah. No, I think they did the Liverpool Spurs oh, they, Champions yes, League Champions final, and they, they were sort yeah. of silent in respect of yeah. the "You'll Never Walk Alone" or said that was you know yeah. magnificent. Yeah. I'd love to see Arsenal do a bit of Sky Sports. It would be brilliant, wouldn't it? Arsenal's been, been very like he's on French football, French TV for years. Yeah, yeah, But he doesn't do. He's hardly ever done any. He hasn't done any. Has he done any French TV? And he also sort of pop up. You know, like those managers who pop up like you know like Ferguson was at the game he's always at every single bloody Man United game apart from when he's ill then he hasn't hasn't been to any Arsenal game at all since he I, left. Know. I know it's different because yeah, he, he was sacked I mean you know and let's face it he was sacked I suppose it's hard and in fact the other thing that Marino said was 
that he hadn't he explained that he hadn't done any watched any preseason games at all like hasn't done any preparation and he said this again on air he said i haven't watched any because I, I, once i was they sacked me i didn't want to watch you know any of the any of these english teams so he went to france he watched Lille. So he was talking about how about pepe yeah pepe and he said oh, pepe is brilliant um, he watched Lille and lots of French football because he didn't want to watch any. He felt sickened and appalled by the Premier League. It's a bit like unfollowing your ex on yeah. sort of Instagram or yeah. Facebook, isn't it? You yeah. just don't really want to know what they're yeah. up to. You'd and rather he, not know. And I thought he really lit up when they got him. To, he, they asked him what he thought of Arsenal signs. He literally went through every single one, every every single one with a little mini dossier. David Luiz was the obvious one to ask about. Yeah, so, yeah. He, knows, so he, knows. he knows. So he said because we should talk about Leeds. This is actually now finally getting to the point of the podcast. Sure. Because last week's podcast our opening we we recorded before the before the um, end of the yeah, transfer deadline hours before. so we stupidly it was my fault called it um how do you how do you pronounce Upamecano because we thought he, we were linked with him mm. the central defender we didn't buy him we did buy David Luiz two days later which none of us had any clue about I don't think um and Tierney arrived who we obviously did was hoping we would sign but anyway but Luiz is controversial so obviously a lot of people think he's a, he's a joke uh, but um, equally, Jose made the point. He said, Jose Marino said, obviously having worked with him massively, said he um, if he's in if he's in a good he basically said if he's in the right mood and if he's excited, like when he first started playing, I think both times for Chelsea, obviously he went back. He was really, really good, and if he's up for it, he's brilliant. But he did kind of allude to the to the fact if you I mean not even read between the lines, he basically alluded to the fact that once he's been somewhere for a long time. And he doesn't feel like he is, you know, if he at all has any sense that he's not felt like he's the number one choice defender in that team, then he does go a bit off, which is what he said happened, you know, for him. He's, he's left very Chelsea. late in transfer windows previously, hasn't he? Yeah. I mean, he left PSG to come back to Chelsea for the second spell. Yeah. Having played a couple of times, I think, for PSG that season, it was a real shock when he went back to yes. Chelsea's like Grunky Yes, it was when everyone was up in arms. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, I, think he's, I think he's a good player. I think he's a good signing. I think people get a little bit, you know, shrouded in the hair and the attitude and forget about, he's a good player. There's a mistake in him. There's a mistake in pretty much every centre-half, isn't there? If, if, if you sign John Stones, there's, there's, a, there's a mistake there. You know, who isn't there a mistake yeah. in? You know, centre-halves are thin on the ground, aren't they, really? I think it's because, eight, what is it, eight million quid? I don't know what, I don't know what they're Eight million. Doing. Eight million quid. He's 32. I think you'll get two very good years out of him. I think, so. I think it could turn out to be, you know, sort of most value signing of the summer. Obviously, pay attention to other teams in the Premier League and Chelsea, one of them. And you sort of, as a fan, we were discussing it uh, last week, a couple of Arsenal supporting mates, and we all assumed he must have played about 25 Premier League games for Chelsea last year. He played in 36 yeah, of the 38 yeah. Premier League games yeah. for Chelsea. Genuinely, an integral part of, you know, a team that, you know, ultimately, um, you know, won, won silverware last year and, you know, achieved their aim. So I think it's, uh, you know, an improvement on what we've got and, and that's what I think we were looking for. And Emery has said that all along. He said we will only bring in people if we feel they're an improvement to the squad. It's not good news for, you know, some of the centre-backs at the club. Mustafi, it, not, wasn't even on the bench, brilliantly. Well, Mustafi, presumably they are desperately trying to we find thought, a, yeah. but he a, was still, a route to the exit He still door. came on. I mean, I think... I think you know, in that team news, when that team news was announced on um, Sunday, yeah, I think you know, apart from anything, obviously none of our new signings are on the bench, which we'll talk about in a minute. But the fact that Mustafi wasn't on the bench was a huge plus for me. That was like I was ex- almost as excited about that as I was. I, I don't else. think it's unsubtle he, now. They've no, yeah, 
But he had him on the bench and he brought him on, do you remember, famously in the last friendly against Barcelona, he brought him on, we conceded within 10 seconds of him coming on, obviously. Oh, yeah, but I think this is now the serious stuff. You don't yeah. want an injury being yeah. picked up to sort of... But know. back to Louise, did you read the um, brilliant Barney Roney article on him? Yes, he said we under, underappreciate him. Yeah, and it was, I thought it was such a good article because it was all about how perception, it's all about perception. And he said, he, he was saying that, um, you know, last season 93 defenders were dispossessed more often than him. And only two made more passes. So I think even even if and so he does make really high profile mistakes, doesn't he? Like there was one against Spurs with Son, wasn't there? Yes, Jimmer? it was. Yeah, we, is that because he looks more memorable. I think well, the point about the hair. A lot of it is that, isn't it? So he's got the, the he's got the like father of Gwendozi haircut, which is you know the two of them now in the same team is is going to mm. be hilarious. But he looks goofy. He also he smiles a lot. He grins. So when he the when character. he ended up on the floor when Son like swung past him and he was no, nowhere, he ends up on the floor kind of laughing about it which which looked terrible but that's a human reaction sometimes isn't it you actually you just kind of sometimes you smile or laugh at something terrible just almost you can't control that anyway but i think the hair he's a big personality he's made a kind of handful of very high profile mistakes gary neville had that massive go at him where he didn't he in one game playstation playstation um child 10 year old playing playstation character which was brilliant Observation and in our again in our WhatsApp group, Dermot quoted that. Dermot's furious with the whole signing. I think it's fair to say I can I can quote him on that. What's but lot, he particularly upset about? Well, I think because he has no. got this reputation, Louise, of being a buffoon, doesn't he? But I think on Dermot's sure. third kit, which he's buying, is not a Louise. No, twenty-three. No, is it? definitely not Louise twenty-three. No, but I think it, I I think it, the facts don't bear up no, the that's buffoon reputation. How many times has he been sent off in his club career? Benfica for oh, four years, where it was PSG for how many years? Chelsea two spells. All competitions, League Cup, League Cup in Portugal, as well as France, as well as England. How many times have been sent off in his career? I'm assuming Club it's very low from the, uh, never, from the frame. Never. Well, is it never or it one? Well, he, well, it can't be never, oh. Arsenal fans. Oh, yeah, yes, Because yeah. he was sent dismissed. off against Arsenal. He was. That's, is that the only time? That's one. the only wow. time in his club. Yeah, I mean, That's he's great. been sent off for Brazil as well, but his club has only been sent off. He does make me say he's not as rash as you think. He's a he's a presence, isn't he? We'll and see. We'll no, see. So, we but not only, he's not as rash as you think, and you know he doesn't make as many mistakes as you think. But his passing is brilliant. I mean, that has always been the case, hasn't it? He can do a long pass out of defence and get a goal within a second. If, they, if they, him passing to Aubameyang, that is going to. I think that's going to have a lot. He, of he will offer potential. something different. Yeah. and I just think he's a clear step up from. I mean, you know, massive step up from Mustafi. If it's just that alone, then that's. That has to be considered a good sign. Are you worried at all, Dan, about why he's been let go by Chelsea? Because it's an unusual one. They haven't got hugely established names. Well, They've got, they kept Zuma, Christensen, I guess Rulia. And they had a kid on the bench yesterday. I, I, well, I, yeah, they had to worry. I, I, I mean, I, I might have been... I might, I, I might have been, but when I looked at that Chelsea team yesterday and Mason Mount started yeah, yeah. Tammy. and Tammy, Tammy Abraham started. Yeah. That's obviously the way that Frank Lampard wants to go. So I don't think it's a slight on David Luiz. I think it's Frank Lampard has said, look, we've had all this pressure about you've got so many talented kids, you've done so well in the UEFA Youth League, you've, you've won FA Youth Cups galore year after year after year after year. We get all this criticism for not playing them. We've got this transfer ban. Well, do you know what? I'm going to do it. And I'm going to cut loose certain players. And he Ex- said to David, "Yeah." And I've said to David Luis, "Look, you're not going to be first choice." And we've seen Luis in previous transfer windows. We mentioned before, just say, I, "I'm going to leave." And, and I, I like that about Luis as well. He, he's decisive. He's not like, "Well, I'll see how it goes for six months and go in January. I'll take that decision." Hang on. He's on the phone to his agent. 
look, this isn't good enough for me. I'm 32. I want to play every single game if I can. And I want to be in a team that will give me the chance to play every single game. I don't want to be in a situation where... Well, you know, Gary I've got these kids. Yeah, exactly. I've got these kids coming through. I mean, I know there's a link with uh, Adu and uh, Kia Jarabchan, and and the, and, the, and yeah. I, I would imagine that move has happened quickly because it's been facilitated with the, with the you know the the characters involved. But good on David Lewis for saying, nah, not yeah. for me. I'm I not have, having that. You know, I have a, a, a absolute clear theory as to why um, as to why Lampard let him go. I. Th- Let's face it, he is the biggest personality of the Frank Lampard era of Chelsea. You know, one of the biggest, you know, in both, you know, and certainly in the original phase. And how difficult would it be to have him in your dressing room when you are trying to impose your sense of authority Absolutely. on the situation? And David Lewis might have said, well, he's saying that now, but right. when, I, when he was sat next to me, and there was, it was, you know, exactly. I, I don't know, there might exactly. have been something like exactly. that. Exactly. I just think it's much easier, isn't it much easier for Frank I Lampard so. to manage this squad, as you say now, with this massive emphasis on youth, with no transfers allowed, to not have huge, big David Luiz problematic, and again, Mourinho alluded to this, Marino kind of alludes to the fact that he is, you know, big personality is, is also part of euphemism for can be a pain in the arse, basically. And, you know, it made total sense for Frank Lampard not to want to have him in the squad, in the squad right now. And the whole, the whole move, the only, you know, interesting element of it, or the, or the most interesting element of it, and the best thing for us is they allow him to go to us. Yeah. But presumably, again, you know, they just thought, well, we can't worry about what our main rival's doing right now. We have this project where we have to. I think that's rely the thing with, with and, Chelsea. Yeah. I think that's what they're doing. And he likes us tomorrow because he had him at Derby, didn't he, last year? Yeah. He likes Mason Mount. And I, I mean, I didn't see the, the game between uh, Man United and Chelsea yesterday. Apparently, they played well first half. They played well for the first. They played well for the first hour. Really, it was. It was. A, it reminded me of, of the Chelsea Arsenal Europa final, where we played perfectly well for the first you know half and then 10 minutes until we conceded that fucking penalty the same thing happened yesterday Zuma was in, in, conceded a fucking terrible penalty as bad as Ainsley Maitland-Niles' one was for us and then, and then they collapsed or they didn't even collapse they just then they allowed defensively they collapsed because they were trying they're desperately trying to equalise and every time they did they let May United take over um, but you know they didn't play that badly but Let's move. So, Louise, we're, we're agreed, including it's you. Signing. It's a good sign. I get that tick. Josh. Yeah, I'm pleased. Officially I think it's an improvement on, uh, on what we've had, and that's all we wanted. I do think I'd be interested to hear what Dan thinks. Obviously, yesterday we saw Callum Chambers line up again, you know, with Socrates. Louise presumably has been given some assurances about his you know, place in a team. It would feel like he's, he's come to be a, a first, first choice. choice or, would have thought so. And is that then, do you think, with Socrates possibly holding when he comes back? Yeah, Callum I, Chambers, presumably not. Yeah. I, <laughs> I thought Callum Chambers played well yesterday. I thought he was yeah, he did, was yeah. good. I can't imagine a centre back pairing of Socrates and David Luiz week in week out. I'm not saying that they won't be paired together for some games, but they do seem fairly similar in terms of experience and age, and mm. you know attitude as well. I guess um, holding is is still a little bit away. Could we play three? Is a time of season you envisage us playing three centre backs? It could do. I mean, what Unai did sort of last last year was, you know, a, a formation does well. He sticks with it until it loses, and then he sort of reverts yeah. back, and then he. Yeah. Go, so, so that that's possible. Um, but I thought Chambers d- did well yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, more than more than well yesterday. He's up against Joe Linton, who's a you know a, a big muscular centre forward. Maybe someone in the past that. You know, remember when Diego Costa played against oh Callum God. Chambers for Arsenal a few years yeah. ago? I'm not saying Jolinson in that in that class or, or he's 
but but he's getting there, isn't he? And I, I thought I thought Chambers really acquitted himself. Well, I mean, Socrates played well. I like Socrates. I think he's he's done fine. But uh, yeah, the, there's. But is that a bad thing? You know, you've you've got two experienced guys. You've got two younger guys. You've got two guys with a little bit more pace, two with a little bit more considered ability on the ball, maybe. And you've got a good mix there. And you'd like to find within that four, you will get a good balance. Absolutely. And I guess with, with holding coming back from, from long-term injury, there will be games in the Europa League to... There's enough games and get him in. I get Mavropanos as well. Yeah, he's he's out injured again a little bit now, which is a bit disappointing, a bit frustrating because he seemed to be more injured than not after sort of making a really good start to his Arsenal career, Leicester red card aside. But, (laughs) you know, against United, he was great at Old Trafford. But again, suddenly we're going back season before last now and you think, oh. It's a long time. time. I I really like about Callum Chambers. One of my favourite things about it, I thought he was great. He was really solid, wasn't he? Also, he's no nonsense. Like a lot, you know how Arsenal defenders down the years have, you know, fucking mess around with it. I mean, you know, rather dribble it out and get and concede um, uh, possession to an attacker. He just hoofs it, doesn't he? He, He's a he's an absolutely unashamed hoofer. If he gets hold of the ball and he will clear it into the stands, and he did it many many times. And I thought that is a refreshing sight for an Arsenal player because that's defender. Because that's just sometimes that's what you need. What what needs to happen? Yeah. So I I really hope he isn't discarded completely because I think the more games he gets because he is prone I mean you know as you said all defence are prone to mistakes but I think if he's given time I think potentially he could be a really good the the problem is you know if you play for a high profile club you know you're you're not last on match of the day I've probably said this before you know people used to say about various you know Bolton centre halves or keepers or whatever and you make a rick and you're the last Mm. game on in in a 1-0 no one really remembers but if you're Arsenal or Chelsea or Liverpool Man United and you you can name centre halves for all those top clubs Man City included you know Stones has had one or two wobbles and and Otamendi as well it's not they're not set in stone some of these Harry Maguire who's like you know what the most expensive friend in the world he didn't have a great tournament that tournament he played in you know he's prone as well he had a great he had a perfectly good game, um, first game for Man U, but his mistakes are never going to be exposed as much as David Luiz's, I imagine, going forward. Anyway, we'll talk more about the game uh, yesterday, our first game of the season, after this break. And we're back from the break. Let me remind you that our new sponsor at least for the beginning of the season, is the app Match Pint. That's pint, as in pint of beer. And this is an app which shows you uh, where sports pubs are, wherever you are. So if you kind of enter your location, um, it will find for you where you can watch matches. And there's also a Budweiser Premier Predictor game going on in which you can try and guess each week what matches, what the results of various matches are, and you can compete against us in a kind of like mini league situation. So the, the code for our league is if you download the app and you register and everything, and then if you look for our code FBAR, as in Footballistically Arsenal, you can take us on. I entered my um, predictions of the weekend. I think you failed, um, Josh. I thought we were doing them jointly. Oh, no, you enter individually all your different... So no, but little... I thought you and I were going oh, to do I them see. jointly. Oh, no. How did, what did you predict? Um, I, I know I we were discussing that, it. I think in terms of like who won and lost games, I did quite well. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, I'm just checking them now. So, yeah, for example, um, I've got 40 points, basically, which I don't know where they are. So I guess, I got temp- I guess Liverpool 3 would win 3-0. I 
I guessed Man United would win 4-1. So I was kind of like thereabouts. That's, that's a great that's prediction. That's a really good prediction. United win 4-1. Yeah, it was not bad. Where did that it? come from, Boyd? Well, I just thought... Tipster. Just, you know... I said Arsenal would win 3-1, so I was overly optimistic there. But better than you, because you predicted a draw, didn't you? I, I classic. Did, but that was Josh. before the, uh, the, the oomph of Carl Jenkson and Awobi leaving the club. And my, I, got the, I got Tottenham right, 2-1. I got that one right. Oh, well done. Yeah. So I kind of did. I, I was quite impressed with myself, I have to say. Fantastic. We'll see how you get on this week. Yeah, we'll see how I got on this week. Um, and we'll see how uh, any other people who want to join the app and the Premier Predictor game do. Fantastic. Josh. I, I was just going to say, you know, yes. briefly, we talked about Callum Chambers just before yes. we went for the pod. He, he's played a lot of Premier League football in the last couple of years. He's already 24. He's been very busy, you know, being at Fulham and Middlesbrough the last two years. He's given him a lot of experience, a lot of defending to do. But you did have, he you play a lot in midfield? He did at Fulham. Fulham. Yeah. But you know, this is one who played over 20 Premier League games for Arsenal in 2014-15 season. So it's about time, if, if you feel like if it's going to yeah, be, it's, it's kind of got to be this year. And he's had his two years out on loan. You're not going to have three years out on loan away from the club. So it's a, it's a massive year for him. Yeah, so I'm, I'm excited. I, I agree with you. I, th- I, can, I can see him putting Louise, instead of Louise and Socrates, I can see him pairing Louise with the younger... <laughs> You know, it could be Louise and the it could be Louise and Callum. It could be Louise and Rob. If Saturday's team news is going to be so interesting, isn't it? Mm. Well, we'll now, get to it. so we talk about we should talk about the, the he couldn't he didn't pick any of the new signings to start for all, for very, various reasons. Match fitness. He only said he only had half an hour. I think did he? I think about Louise. I think he said that, that he yeah. only had half an hour. Half training, an hour training. That's right. Which is fair enough. Um, and he, I think he was, there was a little bit of, as he also said, of letting the the youngsters who did well in pre-season give them a go, which he did. And they they played quite well, I thought. Reese Nelson, um, uh, Joe Willock. Willock. Willock was, you know, thought was all right. did, really, did really well, I thought. But now what does he do? Now, because I think, again, because already in that, in that anti-Emery online army of doofuses... They were annoyed and complaining that he didn't pick any of the new players, it's, even though there were completely logical well, explanations for all of them. Yeah. But now, if he doesn't pick any of them for the next game, and I think he will pick one or two, then, then there'll be a kind of a head of steam. Where oh, well, have you spent all this amount of money? You're not picking them. Well, I think I think Nicola Pepe. I mean, he played Africa Cup of Nations. I mean, I know he, did, he didn't play the quarter final. They got knocked out by Algeria on penalties. He didn't play that one, but he was he was with the squad. I, I can understand that. Danny Ceballos, um I thought he might have played and then we, we were chatting on the way up and you guys will remember uh, Robert Perez 2000 in the squad for the first time away at Sunderland North East August and uh, the, the the story goes that he, he turns I think Henri might have been on the bench as well whoever's on the bench he says is it always like this? This is this is you know you're up against Alex Ray and Jody Craddock and Niall Quinn and, and Robert Pierce. Like how on earth am I going to survive in English football? And I thought, well, hang on, this is 2019. This is not yeah. the same. And then I saw Matt Ritchie crash into Ainsley Maitland-Niles like three times in the first 40 minutes. You know, niggly. I don't want to go over Borg because I don't think Matt Ritchie's a particularly sort of nasty player. But, you know, three or four times he put him on his backside. Mm-hmm. I thought, this is a bit of order. And Ainsley was brilliant. I mean, he's, his assist for the goal was, was, right. was great. And, and I thought he had a very good game. I don't think mm. he's the best defender, but yeah. he's, he's got a good presence, good athletic ability, and, yeah. and, and he's always got that forward thing. And then, so I thought, you know, do you know what? 
he's chucking it down. Maybe Tavares on the bench is okay, you know, and maybe Pepe as well is okay. So I, I didn't mind. On no, reflect, I, I, I uh, thought uh, it totally made uh, sense. At the, yeah. at the start, I thought, oh, come on, just play. Because like the day before, like Everton didn't play any of theirs. They spent a zillion quid on, on players and yeah. didn't start, you know, Moise Ken didn't start and, and whatever. And I thought, you know, you, all these teams paying all this money and not even starting them. From a fan point of view, you want your major. Yeah. But on reflection... And obviously, given the result, we're talking hindsight here. I thought it was pretty right, but you're right. You know, against Burnley, what does, what does he do? Yeah, what's he going what does he do? Yeah, I mean, just, I, I, does, does I, Pepe would, get ahead of Nelson? You know, does Sebastian come in and a little think. bit of a switch around in midfield, and will it come out? I don't know. Yeah, and, and David Luiz. Yeah, it's interesting. David, Luiz. David, I mean, David Luiz would be the obvious one because you know, central defender, you can slot in, can't you? you should be able to just slot in. Do you need, so. do you need after a week, especially a week's training. And he's and he's done pre-season with he's Chelsea. He's done pre-season with Chelsea. Exactly. Yeah. There's like, well, there much. And excuse. he's a Premier League player, isn't he? Exactly. Yeah. So you think there's not much excuse not to play him unless you really are going to be bold and stick with your. And in terms of changes, you haven't even come on to you know the Mesut Ozil situation. I know that's so weird, isn't it? I have no clarity on. I don't know, Boyd, if you've no. I mean. It's, I find it bizarre. I'm not. I'm, I must. We're make speculating. Pre- we speculate. Well, we know that people have been arrested. So people, it seems like it all started with with, with um, Sid Klasinac physically <laughs> physically rescuing Özil from armed robbers, right? Which was filmed and everything. Uh, so we all know that, and that was bold and brave, but perhaps in the long term slightly foolhardy because now it seems like they're, they're embroiled in some kind of like gang criminal warfare, people who were f- furious with him for doing that. And two people were arrested, as I understand it, in, a, in some kind of yes. situation with, with security outside Ozil's home. Yes. What I don't quite understand, and, and, and I say this just from a point of utter no idea what goes on, how these things work, is why it doesn't help the situation to have them not taking part in football like what because the people know where they'll be or is that is that I've, I've, I I've no idea seems... I, I think maybe it's just a, a question of, of of trying to protect the, you, you know their public availability I've no idea no, it, it's, no. It's, 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 it's uh, weird isn't it you know maybe it's a, just a, a situation where you know you take them out of the limelight wherever that is yeah, uh, and and I think that he was. You know, I was asked about it in the press conference after news. Will will you know, will um, Meza and yeah. uh, Sir be available for the next game? And I think so. I just didn't know. know. I mean, he can't go uh, on forever though. Can no, he? he can't. I think it's just a question. It's, you take them out of the the, the public eye, um, and you protect them in in the best way you think yeah. is is fit. You know, if 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 you're any employee in any company, would you say it's okay to come to work? You 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 would probably say, look, take some time off. Right. You you've been involved in something that's very serious. Sure. You can have as long as you want. Sure. You know, we don't mind as your employers. It's absolutely okay. Yeah. And, and I guess the, the, the same thing goes yeah. for footballers. It's weird though, isn't it? Also, weirdly, like we had the Mkhitaryan situation with the, with the Europa League final. We asked, like, it's, it's, have these weird things. That, and I, one of the reasons I thought were even more, it was even more impressive, the, the 1-0. So the one, we should talk about the actual game, which we haven't that much. But I thought it was so impressive because... You had to deal with that incredibly, you know, disturbing situation with very Ozil. unusual as well. Incredibly unusual, yeah. yeah. And you'd think they were both possible starters, you know. I, I doubt if Kalasnich would have started, but yeah, Ozil, I mean, we've been presumably. fans of Arsenal. Have I've never heard of this before. No, never heard of a player unable yeah. to play for a security. And that came quite late in the week, so that had to deal with that disruption to your planning. You got all, you got the whole kind of do we or don't we play these new players thing, and he did what he did, and he kept them on the bench. But I thought the whole thing was brilliant, considering I thought they ground out that result. I mean, the first half was tedious um you know from both sides and i think partly because both sides were definitely like were being tentative weren't they neither side wanted yeah, it, wasn't it, was, it was i think it was really interesting that almost more than 
a lot of other... I mean, every team wants to win their first game. Marino made this point. He said he won all of his first games. That was in his big head moment. But he did say how incredibly important it is, particularly if you're, like, in, in quotes, a big contender type of team. And I feel like for a away win in the first day of the season for us is a massive, huge, big boost, isn't it? Given the fact that Arsenal have been poor for terrible, game, it seems like four, terrible. four of the last yeah. six have been defeats yeah. at home. Yeah. Haven't played away since Newcastle, yeah. 10, 11, or 11, 12, I can't remember which one, when, when Arsenal drew nil nil. So, it, it, I mean, it sets the tone, doesn't it? You know, and, I think so. and having, you know, last, last year, Man City first, Chelsea second. This year, Newcastle away first, Burnley second. Yeah. You, 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 but then we've got the run of really tough games. Yeah, there Liverpool, are some tough games. Spurs, yeah, there is, but but I, I think it was a huge, huge um, thing for us to win that game. And the way we did it, gr- that slightly grindingly, slightly tedious first half. But then once we scored that brilliant goal, um, which was phenomenal, I thought, and you know, just kind of the way we played the game, the way we managed the game, um, was was great. And it was exactly what they needed to do. Every step of the way, every, the whole team was really focused, I felt which often doesn't happen in recent years at Arsenal. And, and it was a really uplifting kind of thing. And to see Aubameyang particularly was brilliant. And I, 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 mentioned, I tweeted yesterday, you know, it wasn't so long ago that people were saying, when he was still was scoring a lot of goals for Arsenal, but people were saying, that's all he does. And people were kind who of cares? slagging off his general play. That's his 50th I mean, it, Premier League appearance. I agree who cares, right? If, even if he, obviously, goals. when he scores that many goals, it, it, who cares? But there is so much more to him. And his all-round play, his leading of the line, it was incredible. Was it your commentary, Dan? Because I was watching the highlights back on the Arsenal website, so I assume it was. Because you were saying when the ball got to... I'm going to say it probably wasn't on the Arsenal website. Ah, but okay. anyway, if it's good, I'll take credit for it. Yeah. Oh, you're right. I guess you're doing the live <laughs> yeah. and stuff. It, it, the, the commentary that was on the Arsenal website, the, the highlights, which I watched back again this morning, uh, was sort of saying, you know, when the ball got to Aubameyang, you know, it was almost like, was there any doubt? You know, it was going to find the, find the back of the net. And that is something hopefully that, that's changing. So I think that wasn't always necessarily the, the case with him sort of in an earlier sort of spell at Arsenal. But now there is that assurance that we always had with like a Thierry. That if he gets a yeah, good opportunity, yeah. that he's well, confident now and smiling and he'll find the back of a net. Well, I, d- I wouldn't say... I think that's a slight judgment. I don't think... He's still capable of some bad misses. I mean, he had some quite bad misses. You know, he was joint golden boot, but even, and had a quite good run-in personally, even in, during our terrible <laughs> result run-in. He was still scoring regularly. He still misses quite a lot of... Judges, but then so does Mo Salah and so, does, so do all strikers. I think there is a Salah quality to him because I, I watched the Liverpool game on Friday and Salah missed like three really easy chances yeah, he before did, he scored. He? And he, he didn't score. He had a few chances yesterday, Aubameyang. One... Uh, with the uh, Mkhitaryan found him with a really good ball. Mkhitaryan's only, as far as I'm concerned, only good moment of the whole game, being slightly harsh. Um, and he, and he, and he, sh- it's a good shot, but the keeper saved it fairly straightforwardly. And he had another, which he, which he, he pushed, put wide. So he had, ch- he doesn't score every, he's not going to score every single chance. Well, no but, one is. But he will he get seems chances. To be getting more confident, right? But he will get. He's the kind of player of who will get four or five chances every single game and invariably score at least one of them. And that's. In, I, th- I thought he. I thought he drove Arsenal on a bit yesterday. I thought yeah. he took yeah, he a bit of responsibility. I thought he looked around and he thought, "I've got Reese Nelson here. Mm. I've got Joe Willock just behind me. These are kids. These are, you know, young players. These are players that that need." you know, someone to lead them. And he, he, I thought he did that really well. I thought he ran the channels well. A lot of energy, a lot of industry, didn't give anything up. Took his goal brilliantly well. It's the type of goal that he, that he does score. He scores, you know, to run on to... Yeah. Yeah. You know, he scores goals where he chips the keeper, takes it round the keeper. I, I can't remember what the Bundesliga stat was, but it was something like 
you know, ninety-eight percent of his goals were inside the penalty area. That's that's what he does, and it's it's a ball over the top and control and skilled and efficient and dynamic finishing. But I thought he did more than that yesterday. I thought he was a real credit to the team. Yeah, completely. Just talking about Aubameyang taking some responsibility with Willock and, and Nelson next to him. I saw the stat by Opta yesterday that Arsenal had named two English teenagers, uh, Willock and Nelson, in the starting eleven for a Premier League game the first time since February nineteen ninety-eight. Wow. Do you remember who, the, who started? Well, I know the, the stats, so I, 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 I can't say anything. I'd be amazed if you got one of them. Um, one of them was uh, Matthew Upson, and the other one was right. Paolo Venazza. Ah. Uh, nice. Crystal Palace. Both, uh, well, this happened I know before Willow Cornelson were born. I know someone used to date Matthew Upson. Anyway, he's um, very nice, man. Great, lovely he's man. very good, yeah, yeah, very good man. But what I was going to say about, yeah, I mean, I think we're all good. So, Aubameyang was absolutely brilliant. The interesting thing um, for me is, what do we think about? The, I think the two players that, so even though we, we got the victory, it was a triumph. But Xhaka, captain? Question mark. And you know, is he? And is that are we still? You know, there's a kind of weird. There's a group of Xhaka defenders who think he's kind of mis- much misunderstood. I I find him. I still don't think he's up to this level. Where we with the new buys we've got, the new purchases we've got, I feel like he, I'd rather see like Torreira and Guendouzi almost. I, I have issues with Xhaka. And B, the bigger, even bigger one, Mikatarian, who's, who's played in pretty much almost every preseason game, hasn't he? Played yesterday. And is he, surely he's got to go, isn't he? If he can bring in one of those. Well, I, I think Xhaka gives you something that no other Arsenal player can give you, and that's that sort of quarterback sort of ball from, from deep line because Ganduzi and Torreira don't really give you that and Willett plays further forward now whether he does that every game whether he's allowed to do that every game whether he's in a game situation that allows him to do that I don't know um, I think he's got a lot of quality a lot of his work you know seems to be a little bit sideways in certain games because if Arsenal are playing on the front foot he's not got that opportunity to play the way that when, when he first signed and I, I remember I thought well, I'll have a look at his YouTube clips and it's you know, 40, 50 yard ball, 40, 50 yard ball. And at the time, Arsenal looked like they might sign Jamie Vardy. I thought, well, this will work. This is a plan mm-hmm. B. Mm-hmm. You know, th- this is, this is a situation that I can see. And, and I think he's got that ability and no one else has got, I mean, he scored a free kick up at Newcastle last year. I think he scored two free kicks. I can't remember. Yeah, he scored but, some it, good, yeah. but it, I, yeah. I think, I, you know, wh- whether Arsenal want to play that way, you can debate. I think, I think he gives something that the other midfielders doesn't, don't give. Is it enough to, to warrant inclusion? You can debate that on. He seems to give the ball away quite a lot, though, and, and not not like actually almost not a lot. But when he does give the ball away, it almost feels like you they're going to score a goal from Maybe. it. Maybe. I mean, I mean Mikatarian. I know he comes in for some stick. For years, I used to get emails saying like Arsenal don't don't shoot from twenty five thirty yards. Now, statistically, all the all the uh, the barometers of how you score goals is you you should never score from you should never shoot from thirty yards ever mm. because you you've got more chance if if you play it in a different way. And then suddenly Mkhitaryan arrives and he shoots from all angles everywhere and does give the ball away. But he gives the ball away in the final third more often than not. He's, he's not a yeah, player. Yeah, he that, great, you yeah. know, and, and he, 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 I, yeah. Think, I think you've got to take the rough with a smooth. With it. I, mean, I mean, he missed a good chance, didn't he, yesterday? And there's a bit of recency by him saying he had a poor game yesterday, so therefore he's out. Yeah. I think he's a fairly dynamic player. Again, it's that consistency. Fairly dynamic. Fairly dynamic. Can you be fairly dynamic? <laughs> it's like one of those poster quotes. It's quite good. Um, the, my big question mark is, and Jose Mourinho was asked about him. So in his, in his little dossier rundown of all our signings, he was quite funny about um, Caballos. He said, well, 
Arsenal have already got Ozil and Mkhitaryan. I don't know if they really needed another one of those players. But can... He plays a bit for. He plays a bit yeah, deeper, I think he meant in general in, in yeah. performance level, as in you know, like kind of slightly alluding. This is my understanding. My interpretation of what he meant was, which was like, you know, do you really want to play? Who may turn it on half the time, and then other times not so much. But I hope Caballos is. is you know, my my dream is that Caballos puts puts one of those players out of the team because and, and he's much more dy- he's not just a bit not dynamic. just fairly properly dynamic, dynamic. properly, properly dynamic. dynamic. Well, as you're saying, there could be five changes entirely conceivably for this Saturday. But I don't think there will be. I think he's, he's mis- I think he'll kind of ease. Well, it would in, won't it? it'd be unusual. I mean, I don't know yeah. what the record is from going from one Premier League game to another with a number of changes. Five would be exceptionally rare. I mean, I mean, it would be a lot after a win. I mean, City made five changes from their Charity Shield victory against okay. to the, the Charity Shield. But the Charity, I know it's a glorified friendly, but it's still like, I mean, fucking Pep regards it as a trophy. I mean, he regards it as like well, the they biggest, all, all foreign managers <laughs> seem to. It's a super but, cup, isn't it? But I'd be amazed if he makes so many changes. But I, I feel we should almost do it. The predict the lineup game as, will be as exciting and interesting as a kind of you know fantasy football. Well, the, or particularly how many with changes for the final day of the season because you know I was just picking up the number of yeah. players we, I just said before we started with Dan in, conceivably even as we discussed the back four could all be different if we you know if he goes with David Luiz and holding with Bellerin and, and Tyranny Pepe to play Ozil presumably plays Sabalos to play Lacazette you assume once he's fit finds a way to, to play a lot of games and then who knows of the middle two Terreira you know Terreira get in so you know by the final day of the Premier League season it'd be Could amazing be to see different. how many of those 11 yeah. actually end up that'd be, um, that'd be a good one so we don't know yeah someone put that you, you, someone put that team up was a complete different yeah. yeah 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 I saw that I saw that yeah I hope we're not gonna I know we've got to predict Saturday but I hope we're not gonna end this podcast without giving due credit to the two players who departed from the club on Thursday Iwobi and Jenkinson we should mention that I feel more moved um, by Jenkinson's departure as, Lovely as a Instagram die-hard, loyal Arsenal fan obsessive yeah. who I've also met a few times at these um, good, good lad at the great Arsenal lad at the Arsenal stuff. Foundation balls and he's always incredibly enthusiastic and keen and, and I think everyone loves him doesn't it I mean, but the pity was that he, he was not really up to first team I don't standards. think he's Arsenal standard I, yeah. I, I think at his best he, he could play in the team He's very best. Yeah. He he could certainly play the team, but you know he, he ended up yeah. having injury issues. You know he's still got one England cap. He's gone to Forest Hill. He's had a good career there, and it's great that he just says I'm going to take my seat in the stand and, and just cheer him on like everyone else. I mean that's cool. It was a lovely post on Instagram. I won't read it all, but he said I can't really put into words what is meant to me to play for this club. But what I can say is I've truly lived my dream. This brings me to you, the proper Arsenal fans, as I've lived your dream too. It's been an up and down journey for me, but I hope you all have seen how much it has meant to me and know that I've given my all. I've played 70 games for Arsenal, which if you told me I would do as a kid, I would have laughed at you. Lovely. Iwobi, I have to say I'm not that bothered. I don't want to, I don't well, want to, I don't I, want to I be horrible. I sat here last week and I said, what it does mean now is it's very clear Alex Iwobi is going to get much less game time for Arsenal. Yeah. I didn't necessarily think at no. that point I meant for me, no game time for I mean, Arsenal. And when I say I'm not that bothered, I mean, as in I'm not that bothered that he's gone. I feel, bad, I, feel, I feel slightly sorry for him because I'm sure it's come as a surprise to him that Arsenal was suddenly when he's let him go. But, you know, 30, was it 30, 35 million? I'm, I bite their hand off. I just think he was one of those players, one of those classic Emirates era, late Wenger period players who... Great that he's getting in the team, you know, great potential, you know, but you're always like never quite fulfilling it. Every now and then he'd have a really good game where, you know, he might actually score or he might actually make, you know, lead to a goal, but... 
No, Arsenal, nev- no Arsenal midfielder had more assists than Alex Awobi last season. But we had a terrible midfielder of assists, lack of assists, didn't we, last season? Like, you know, he was like the best of a bad bunch. He also played a lot of football, played, played in he 35 played games, 38 yeah. games at some point. I quite like it. I, I, I mean, I, I, I quite I, liked him, yeah. No, 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 I, yeah, <laughs> he's fairly something. dynamic. Fairly dynamic. Uh, <laughs> he was fairly dynamic as well. I think that he's a good Premier League player. I think he'll do well at Everton. I think they'll get best. Obviously, didn't and it wasn't but, part of the team on on Saturday. Sure, but, but without wanting to be like one of those fans, like I do feel like Arsenal, in theory, should be on another level from Everton. Like, I feel we're yeah. top four contenders, they're top fair. six contenders. That's fair. We're yeah, above them. Fair. We're not miles above them. No, no, but we're, we're enough probably above, nearer them than we are. We're, City we're precisely enough above them to warrant selling you actually Wobi for thirty five yeah, million. I think that's fair. They've got a Wobi and Walcott. Now, interestingly enough, yeah, I mean. Who's much next? as I love Theo, as everyone will know, any long-term listeners show will know, it is interesting they've got Theo and him. I mean, you might say, objectively, an underachiever. Got a lot under of players. Potential underachiever. Yeah, got, you know, yeah. Even Tosson is still lying around their bench. And Calvert-Lewin. No, I meant... Hey, Alex Arsenal, I meant... No, it's just got a lot of people. Calvert-Lewin started. Bernard, Bernard, yeah, but they've, yeah, got, yeah, they've so. got two, you know, one might say... Yeah, West Ham used to do that, underachieving Arsenal... West Ham yeah, used to buy Arsenal Alex Wilby is 20... Four, I yeah, he's say. still young, isn't he? Yeah, he's young. Jenkinson also, I think, is he? Jenkinson might be. No, not Jenkinson. Maybe. Sorry, Callum Chambers is twenty four. I was looking at before. Um, hundred Premier League games he played for Arsenal. Alex Awobi. Wow, eleven goals. I mean, I, you know, I was perfectly happy with him, but equally, I'm much happier that we've got thirty five million well. for him. I think that's a good. That's a good deal, though, isn't it? If you saw in the nature of who came in, who's gone, it's it's the right move for the club. And yeah. again, you know, we spoke about it earlier about improving the squad. It's just the kind of thing his departure doesn't massively weaken it. We feel it's the the kind of unsentimental business that we haven't been doing. It's getting money for players. We haven't got money for players. Even the Baylick going to Derby and Jenkinson going for a couple of minutes. We're now behaving like every other fucking team does. You know, it's it's about time, frankly. And that that is that is a symbolic. You know, selling a a fairly good player, squad player for thirty-five. That's exactly what we should be doing. No sentimentality. About it, we, we wish them well, not against Arsenal, but otherwise, no, I hope they wish them well. Yeah, some, particularly Jenkins, have been nice someone to see him tweeted, back in the Premier League. At some when point. he left, someone tweeted about, Oh, you know, it was in, Arsenal fans hounded him out. I was like, No, we, we didn't. It was quite well, no, well done, perfectly well with Arsenal fans. Sadly, the Mustafi thing is, uh, I mean, Mustafi uh, may have been hand, hand, maybe hounded out, and it's I a bit sad shed too that. many tears. So, it's exciting, isn't it? <laughs> team, team selection, no idea, no idea. Well, you've got a few players we know. Lane, Lane will play. Lane will play, yeah. Oh, Maybe the, the captain. The captain situation. Sorry, before we predict, we've got, so we've got, he's got this weird this little group of captains, hasn't he? So, um, including Xhaka. Um, who are the others? He's only got three captains, I think. I, can't, I don't know. I, don't, anyway, I didn't see the story, so I don't know. Yeah, he's got, he's, that's, he hasn't. So Socrates always feels like the captain on the pitch to me. He's the shouter and organiser at the back. But, as you, but you yourself made the point that now that Luis has come in, Socrates might not be. I mean, none, there's no. That's the problem with us, isn't it? Look, there's no obvious. Urza was another of his revolving yeah. captains. He's another one. Again, he's obviously not playing at the moment because of that. I mean, I I'd be tempted to make the goalkeeper captain. I mean, oh, why not? Goalkeeper's captain. But does it matter? Like, what if it doesn't matter? Then give it anybody. I. Well, that's partly what he's doing, which is having like a handful of. I don't mind. I don't mind Jacker as captain experience. But I feel like Leno is almost the only player that's absolutely 100 percent guaranteed to start every single game. Pretty much. I think uh, Emery has said that he will name his captains once the European uh, deadline for his putting in his Europa League squad. Oh, was he what? Not, he's not going to rotate? Well, no, he will announce who the five oh, or oh, the right. three of his five captains. Oh, okay. But last year, amongst that little group were Xhaka, Ozil, Monreal. 
Monroe, uh, right, and it was Ramsey and Czech who have gone, right. and obviously Koscielny's gone. So there are some vacancies on this little subcommittee of Arsenal. Uh, yeah. And it, there was an article, I think it was in the uh, Independent earlier uh, in the summer, talking about Rob Holding maybe being given some elevation but again, his, status. Uh, when he's back, okay, his, when he's back from, from fitness, Bellerin, 100% I think he'd be brilliant captain. Don't you, I've, no, oh, you look at me like the quizzically there. Did you, I mean, listeners, I, I, listeners. Do, do you know what? It's, just, it's something I'd never thought of. There you go. But in terms of career longevity with Arsenal, cares about the club, fantastic player. Yeah, a bit, a you big could big certainly argue that. Well, yeah, I think. you big could argue that one. I mean, you know, he's a like vegan, vegan fashion guru. I like, I like to see centre-half, I'm well-fashioned, centre-half, centre-midfield. Okay. okay. You know. Did you see the David Ornstein's interview with Bellerin? I certainly heard it. Brilliant, yeah. Yeah. I mean, once you get over Bellerin's absolutely bizarre accent, which is a fascinating mix of like Cockney, London, Spanish, something else. Unique. It's unique. He's such an engaging, kind of interesting figure. Yeah, I love him. Absolutely love him. That was brilliant. Yeah, that Ornstein chat. Um, Are you going on Saturday? Of course, yeah. Yeah. 12.30 12.30 kick-off. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to seeing the new... I think they've revamped half of the club level. Oh, well. Finally, about to, time. You'll have to let us know how it was. <laughs> I'll let you know how it is. <laughs> take a few photos for us down below. I will. I'll take a few photos. Are you going, Josh? I'll absolutely be there. Your pre-match uh, restaurant is, is no longer, so are you going to have a new, a new routine? Yeah, that's true. We should say it. We should mention that the... Um, uh, what's it called, that restaurant? <laughs> Brasserie. The Brasserie on, on Islington. Islington Green. Thing. Um, why is that? Sorry. Um, well, it doesn't matter. It doesn't, doesn't matter, matter now. It's, it's closed. Yeah, yeah. It's gone. So you're maybe you should have. You can cut this bit out. <laughs> maybe you should have remembered it previously. You might have survived. <laughs> exactly. Anyway. Um, it was very nice in there always. It was very nice. And fairly busy, so it's unusual. It's bizarre that it's closed. High rents. High rents, Josh. I can imagine. Anyway, yeah. We can now. Maybe we'll have to be in the, in the actual Arsenal. And you're going to be level. there on Saturday, sat next to. Dermot O'Leary, who will be head to toe in <laughs> Arsenal kit. third kit, kit, shorts, socks, and he's wearing some new Adidas boots yeah. that hopefully he'll get caught. I don't 100% know. I don't think Dermot can make it on Saturday, actually. I think no. he's working, so unfortunately, yeah. Um, but more importantly, what the fuck's going to happen? Who's he going to play? Great result for Burnley, opening day. Do you think he's going to... So I reckon he'll definitely play Pepe. That's I my think, first I think, I think Pepe will definitely start. Yeah. I, I, I think that Lacazette, if fit, will start, which means that Bamiyong will be on the left. Um, I hope you're right, but I, I've got I, a slight I, worry that he won't rush to bring Lacazette back. I mean, clearly he hasn't so far. I don't think he... Uh, yeah, I mean... He didn't bring him on. Some, no, he did didn't, he? and... You know, if you've got got this ankle issue, but he was on the bench. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a week. I think if he's fit, he plays. I think he's. You know, those three mm. cliche, argue, yeah. arguably the best three in the in the country, or potentially best best three in the Premier League. I mean, loads of pace, loads of ability, loads of skill, everything you want. I mean, Pepe didn't really have that many touches when he came on, but just looks like he knows what to do, doesn't he? You know, yeah. had a bit of a presence. You know, seemed engaged by all. You know, not timid, um, and Burnley at home. I'd, I'd love to see those three play uh, at the back. Yeah. Louis, I, yeah, Louis might play, mightn't he? If if he's, you'd think. I think Louis will be expecting to yeah, play. Yeah, he's, he's never going to guarantee him every single game, but he must have said, "Don't worry, you're going to get yeah. you, you're going to get a go here, and then it's yours to lose." Sort of thing. Obviously, if you make calamitous errors, you're going to go out. But yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. But it's a shame because I think Chambers and Socrates, maybe Socrates gets stuck. I don't know. I think know. he might, he might yeah, play yeah, Chambers and Socrates. Oh, you said might, might be play, maybe he plays a three. And I hope he doesn't play three. But I'm not sure if we, 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 do, we do that well with three. Yeah. But, but yeah, so because I think, Burnley I think play he'll play Pepe and Louise in some 
way, shape, or form. Yeah, I don't I think, think he'll so. play. I don't think he'll play Sabayas. Sabayas or Martinelli. Maybe he'll play Sabayas. I hope he plays Martinelli was a massive surprise that he was on the bench. I think an even bigger surprise that he came on. And he came on instead of like Yeah, I mean, I this is a youngster <laughs> getting Premier League minutes, which is great. Against you talk about, you know, Arsenal doing business a different way and talking about how, you know, we're actually getting transfer fees for people going out. This was a classic Arsenal signing who had loitered around the club for a couple of years. Get loaned out play to in like the Caribou Cup. <laughs> Play in some division that you sort of barely keep an eye on him, and he yeah. occasionally comes up on the Arsenal website on the loan watch. He's got Premier League minutes in game one, and that is interesting. Probably a sign, maybe, of faith in him that they were willing to let Eddie Nketiah, who we haven't mentioned, who's obviously gone to oh, Leeds, for sure. yeah. uh, out. So, is there a sign of faith in him as a, you know, as a backup to Lacazette and Abamyang? He's mates with Edu, isn't he, Martinelli? Because someone told me. Um... You're assuming all people from Brazil are mates. No, no, no. Someone <laughs> told me. Someone, one of my many, many sources, sources told me that. Ages and ages ago, when Edu was first, before they even announced him officially in that be- weird period where they couldn't announce it because he was still working for Brazil yeah. and all well, that. Well, the first articles were in March. Someone said that his first signing will be Martinelli, you watch out. And I actually wrote it in my 4 4 I wrote a piece for 4 4 2. Robert Two had an Arsenal special before the season started, which I contributed to. I remember. And I said that in writing, and I felt I was literally like, oh my God, this is the greatest thing I've ever done. This is the most in the now I've ever been. Prophecy. This, kid, an this kid ne- has never played senior football. Before. I know, it's incredible, isn't it? But. I mean, yeah, his YouTube clicks look like <laughs> I could probably have found grounds, bigger grounds that I played at. <laughs> I, think you, you, I don't football. think you played for Ituano's first time. I mean, literally, I these look was... like part, like non league <laughs> grounds that these <laughs> clips of him scoring goals on YouTube are from. It's absolutely extraordinary. Like I said, it's going to be from that to Premier League football, 52,000 people were not quite as changes. If he starts on Saturday, so like, like, I said, like I said, it'll be furious. But he did give the ball away, I think, twice, didn't he? In the space of coming on. But we can't. It's fine. Anyway. What the fu- What's the score going to be? All oh, right, what prediction? Oh, it's going to be... I'm going to go with 3-1, which is my prediction against Newcastle. I'm just going to chop that one out again. 2-1, I'll go to Arsenal. Dan. This is Burnley at home. Burnley at home. But Burnley were really good in that. That well, was their greatest start to a season ever or something like that. Yeah. 3-0 they won. I'm going to go for an Arsenal 5-0 win. 5-0? Yeah. You crazy maverick. Yeah. <laughs> Beating Burnley 5-0 before, admittedly, at the end of the season. Yeah. But... Um, the, the, so, I think there's so much confidence in the squad at the moment. You look at that squad and you think, especially up front, there's so much damage. Mm. You, you I really know, Burnley I, didn't play any of their new signings. Who are the I'm new te- signings? Don't know. I'm tempted to have a bet. I'm tempted. Rodriguez only on the bench. Danny Drinkwater. Yeah, they did the same. They left all their. All their new players, you know. I, I think yeah, Ashley Barnes, same as last year. Ashley Barnes, Chris yeah, Wood, Barnes and Wood up front. It's a two up front. I, I think they could be a bit exposed at the back. Nick Pope back in goal. I Pope feel like having goal. a bet with you that he won't play uh, those three Pepe, Lacazette, Bamian. He might, be I think right. it's too obvious because his last year, you like there was about one time when anyone played any of his teams in the whole it's season. It's really difficult, it's really hard. Which is if it's difficult for us, difficult for opposition yeah. tacticians and uh, stuff. But we'll see, we'll see. Thank you so much, Dan. As My ever. pleasure. Absolute uh, joy. Thanks, Josh. It was great. Thanks, Dan. We'll be back next week. Absolutely. After yes. victory, hopefully, by After five goals five to nil. nil. Just set us up fairly nicely. Fairly dynamic victory <laughs> against Burnley. Thank you very much. Bye. This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? 
In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.